Don't be scared and don't be nervous. It's time to place a call to Theme Park Customer Service. It's is uh, Legal. Yeah, we the new signs came in for the parking structure that say theme uh-huh. park on them. Yep. I don't know what happened. Okay. Uh, they say theme mark. Theme mark. I don't think we should put them up. Do you think we should put them up? Is there any legal trouble we could get in for putting oh, up a sign? Oh, yes. Really? Oh, there's for so putting much up a sign that says theme mark? Oh, think of all the marks that you're now labeling. They're not even real marks. They're just theme marks. It's going to be pretty expensive. <laughs> are, you a, are you adverse to spending lots more money? It's going to be really expensive to well, replace these. What does the contract say? Does the contract say that they're supposed to... Do did we, did we contract for it to say theme mark? I think I think we contracted them to be fun, and the sign company is saying these signs are plenty fun. Like, theme mark is fun. Oh, well, that's going to be a difficult argument to win, <laughs> yeah. because I agree, theme mark is very fun. <laughs> so what do you think we're going to... I mean, I don't know how to get around. I don't know. You're saying can't put them up, can't return them. What do we do with all these Can we signs? change the M to a P in any way? Theme mark? Yep. <laughs> theme mark. You've reached, my, you've reached customer service my window. Uh, this, is, uh, this is actually uh, Brett. This is Brett from Two T's with Legal calling from home. Ah, oh, Brett! Hey, How's hey. Lee going? Good. We have a great idea. We just wanted to run by you really quickly, uh-huh, get, yeah. get a user perspective. We're thinking about raising the one-day uh, prices uh the theme park just as high as we can. We're, we're going to go 9000 no 10000 No limit. Like There's no limit to what we're charging. What do you think about that strategy? We're just... Oh shoot! I don't need a great strategy. <laughs> really? Yeah. You don't think you don't think people will be upset that they can't afford a ticket to Disneyland? No, it's gonna be great. I tell you why. <laughs> what? Benefit space window here. Here's the reason why. Tell me why. You jack those prices up. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. People are gonna start riding, and when they ride, <laughs> they throw bricks through windows. And guess who comes in then? Mace window. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well done, Mace window. Thanks oh, for thanks no for playing theme park customer I support. I don't think I provide you good customer service. No, I think you did, <laughs> you did great. Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland. In Anaheim, the happiest Macanti on earth. Welcome to Bobses and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, finding magic, and the power of nostalgia. On this episode, we're talking about news, news, news. We get hit by the news fire hose and spend this episode talking about Spider-Man and Black Widow, Princess Tiana, annual passes, mandatory vaccinations, and the death of FastPass. My name is Scott Sturm, and with me is my brother on the mic, the aforementioned Aaron, absolute Aaron Robbins. Hey, hey. what's happening? Welcome to episode 73. 73. We have not spent nearly enough time today together. We haven't. You popped in on my class for a second. Just a bare you made, second. You made you like, s- a, like a guest, like a cameo. It was, it was a, like a cameo. You made a cameo in my class. You started teaching class today. I started teaching I sure class did. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, how was your first class? You felt feel good about it? You know what? I felt really good about it. We taught a podcasting class last year, yep. so there's sort of like a connection between them and bobsleds and just stuff we enjoy doing. Yeah. A lot of our students listen to the show. Yeah. And so it was really fun to like, uh, I don't know, I felt like an actual professor where they came back from break and they're like, like, we haven't seen each other in a while. Because for me, like, I don't remember time. I worked all summer. Right. Exactly. I, don't know. I love how they all talk about how their summers were. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, that sounds really great. Yeah. I just came into work every day. Yeah. 
Did you have like a, a professorial pipe that you had? No, you... I don't have a professorial pipe yet. I went to the professorial store and they were out of they them. They were out of so, professorial yeah, pipes. I got a hat and a whip. And so that's about you it. You instead got like a Sherlock Holmes pipe. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. I guess I'll use this. Or It was really pipe. fun. It went really well. Uh, I'm enjoying what I'm teaching. So I get, it's more creative. You know, I get to continue to teach creative stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited about that. How'd your class I just go? got your hat, hat and whip joke. Okay. Professorial yeah. It story. was an Indiana Jones thing. Just like right in your wheelhouse. No, it totally was. Yeah. I was just sort of winding up my joke. I got, I got you. And I so wrote, I missed you. I wrote mine like two two days ago just for you to have this bonding moment with <laughs> you on the podcast. In the, in the, when you're in like, oh. Pure chance we ended up talking about this. It was yeah. a good joke. It was Thank a good you. joke. My class was good. Mine's a lot more academic yeah. than the podcast one. Yeah. And uh, I hear people and, have to use last names in that class. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, very I'm serious. Calling everybody last names, yeah. uh, their last names. Yeah. I'm just not making up last names. Right. Them, but calling them by their last names, so it's a little bit more formal. Yeah, uh, and a li- and that's so good. I think remains to be seen how it ends up turning out. I think it's going to be good. But I did tell all of them, like, listen, if you want to have fun, you go to Professor Robbins's class. Go, yeah, uh, go to my you're class. You're going to have a lot of fun there. Yeah, we're do- we're doing escape rooms. We're doing game it's game great. development. It's going to awesome. be a, it's going to be last. I do. Do you worry that we're going to get one star reviews based on our like? You get to grade them. Like that's right. a normal professor student relationship. You yeah. come to class, but they grade us on our podcast, but there, there's some level of, they're just like, I don't know. I mean, I do have a five-star review that I could change. How are we, that's fe- true. They how do are have we leverage. feeling? Yeah. They have leverage <laughs> they that, they, that leverage. they wouldn't normally have. Well, hopefully it goes well for both bobsleds and our students. I think so. I think so. I hope so too. Welcome to episode 73. Yeah. Pretty fun. We're, we're going to try another just kind of, well, last week we did a lot of just talking about e-ticket rides. Right, because there wasn't a lot of news. There wasn't a lot of news. And we said on the show that, oh, the chances are is we're going to talk about how there isn't any news. And then when we and get done recording, there's going to be a soon as I'm done editing, tsunami of news. Yeah, and, and that there happened. Was. That, that did happen. So this week we're going to cover a lot of news and then we're going to de-stress from that by playing some games. It should be fun. It should be fun. One thing we got to talk about before we get into the news, What though, happened? Is errata hand gestures? Uh oh, I'm not seeing them. Don't I'm say them. I'm not this. doing them. Okay. I'm doing. I'm doing. A, a just. I'm gyrating right now. Yeah. Errata hand gestures. I don't know if it's an errata as much as it is. I think we need to. You're sort actually, of, you were doing the hand gestures of very much like they would do in a movie. Like, don't come down this way when you know full well the person's going to come down that way. Don't come down this, this way. Yeah, it's very much that. What? What are you saying? Oh, he crashed through the cleaning supply closet. Something like those that. are also my errata hand gestures. Okay, what yeah. are we erratating? Uh, I don't know if it's so much of an errata as okay. much as a clarification. Okay, let's clarify. We got a lot of last week. Ooh. We uh, talked about e-ticket attractions. We did, and we rated them our top to bottom. Yeah, did some and get on the list that weren't e-ticket rides? Well, we discussed what was and was not on the list okay. and some people had an objection umbrage was the word that i that was Ooh. used there was some umbrage about our choice of e-tickets specifically and some and some fellow podcasters by the way calling us out yay throwing shade oh, okay. throwing some podcast shade at us yeah because we did not include haunted mansion or the pirates of the caribbean on our e-ticket now i would like to give you the space to defend our decision that those are not e-tickets. What was said was they were e-tickets when there were e-ticket books. So how are they no longer e-tickets? I know how, but I was wondering if you would like to... Uh, take a stab at that. Yeah, sure. I'll take a just a quick stabby oh, stab at that. First is, I didn't know that they were e-tickets when they were released when I recorded that episode. Does that so, change your opinion then? Uh, it does not. It would okay. not have changed my yeah. opinion. Uh, and so so that would be first, though. I want to take full ownership for my for my ignorance on the topic. And I didn't, I didn't uh, remember. Not, or, I don't or find you ignorant at all. That, that, that those were e-tickets as they opened. Uh, and so, I don't know. I think for me, a standard dark ride by itself now can't classify as an as an e-ticket 
I, in my opinion, like there has to be something about that that's different. Like it yeah. has to have some speed. I mean, some I think motion, the mere something. fact that you were calling Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean a standard dark ride is probably causing many of our people to freak out to, a little to bit. Freak out! They're just they're uh, ripping their shirts and gnashing their teeth. It's not standard by any means, but it's but it's standard for Disney. Like they're very good at that and do it on a regular basis. Yeah, right. and, and so you, there's an expectation uh, of that. It's is is Haunted Mansion in the league of Roger Rabbit? I would say probably not. Above or below? Uh, it's above. Haunted above, Mansion yeah. is above Roger Rabbit, and Roger Rabbit's. Would <laughs> you think Roger Rabbit's an e-ticket? No, I think when it opened up, it would have been considered. Did you e-ticket. hear the rumor that it was supposed to be two floors? Yes. Okay. Yes. If it had been, then probably e-ticket. Yeah. Maybe that elevates it. So it's definitely above Roger Rabbit, but I don't think if you take a twelve-year-old. Disneyland right now that they see a massive difference between Roger Rabbit and Haunted Mansion. Yeah. I, I just don't see that. Do they see a massive difference between uh, Splash Mountain and Haunted Mansion? Probably. It has that thrillish component. I to think me. they would probably see a difference between, say, let's say Pirates of the Caribbean and, and Roger Rabbit. Like, you know, yeah. again, j- probably just because of the conveyance in and of itself. Yeah. So I guess my question is uh, for me, when I was rating them speed, speed and thrill definitely played right. some factor in making the e-ticket list and Pirates of the Caribbean. I'd like I said, we, like we said, like we considered it, it wasn't like we were totally not yeah. knowing what we were doing. Maybe we were a little bit, but th- those two drops are a method to get you to the, you know, into the showroom. And then it's a very slow ride from there. Is it? So I guess we said e-ticket rides. Are those e-ticket experiences? Maybe, maybe those are e-ticket experiences. If you take the queue, you take the elevator, you take the haunted mansion, you take uh, pirates, you take the last part of the queue, you take the restaurant drift, the two drops. Maybe those are e-tickets. And I apologize if they're supposed to be, but by and large, once you get into the meat of the ride, pretty slow looky loo rides. Yeah. I think that it's, uh, I think that something can be an e-ticket and then lose an e-ticket status just because yeah. a bigger and better thing came out. Right. I think e-ticket is the designation that, that Disney fans use to describe sort of like the biggest and best that Disney has to offer. And yeah. I think as attractions become bigger and better, other ones are not, uh, it, right. you know, and so by comparison, and so therefore they are no longer an e-ticket. Does that mean that they're no longer beloved? Like, absolutely not. I think right, there are lots course. of e-tickets that are not beloved. I think Incredicoaster is a really good example of a e-ticket that is not a beloved attraction for and sure. the Haunted Mansion Pirates of the Caribbean are beloved attractions that are not e-tickets in Grizzly. the same way that the, the Jungle Cruise is not an e-ticket. Uh, but yeah. And those are the same, like Jungle Cruise and Pirates pretty similar to me in terms of the experience. It's a slow moving look around thing that is beloved and deserves a long wait and is yeah. wonderful, but it doesn't have that thrill component to it. It doesn't have that, that something. And so, I don't know. I feel like we were judging them on the, the e-ticket experience experience right. the ticket vibe right and that idea that at disneyland there's there's uh, i almost said the phrase physical weenie but there's there's i'm glad you, didn't, archi- but you did <laughs> there's architectural uh you know monuments called weenies that draw you in right and there's also attraction based weenies or things that draw you in they, they they represent the if you know they represent sort of the heavy hitter of that land you know if, if a land is a D group there's there's you know different things in the e-ticket is supposed to be like that's the hitter and like that yeah that's that's the, that's the signature that's, attraction that's the of that thing land. yeah that's the thing right. we're all talking about looking at most of the merchandise is geared after it and that doesn't make it better it doesn't make it a better experience it just makes it that thing and i don't think haunted mansion is that thing anymore even though like if you're asking me what i would wait for i would wait for it more than a lot of other e-tickets oh, hands down but that's not what the question was the question was what what is the heavy what hitter in each as land? this e-ticket yeah and so maybe we made our own definition i'm glad i'm super glad people t- i stand t- by t- it 
Yeah, oh, me too. I stand by it. Pirates is not any ticket. Haunted Mansion not any ticket in the world of bobsleds and banthos. I mean, if you were to put that uh, as e-tickets, then New Orleans Square has two attractions and two e-tickets. Yeah, which is it really uh, it really throws off the balance of uh, of the ride designations per land as well. Yeah, and I feel like then you start to get into people are going to hate that I say this, but it's like the the ride vehicle of of you know like Buzz Lightyear and Honda Mansion are not totally different. Buzz Lightyear, you control it and you get gun and there's technology and stuff. So some young kid might be like, but that's way better than a Honda Mansion. The fact right. that I get to shoot stuff yeah. and control it, that's a, those are huge things. And so that's an e-ticket. I don't understand this Honda Mansion thing. It's now we're into like preference and stuff. And so I would rather stick as like the one big attraction in a land that has theming, length, and thrill. I think that's a good designation. All right. And I think we have the def- the we have now just had the definitive discussion. Great. On, on what makes why an Pirates of the Caribbean and Hard Mansion are not e-tickets. Send your complaints to Aaron at bobsismathis.com. Yeah. Great. All right. Let's keep going. Hey, so. What's happening? We're going to yodel in that news. Are we already ready for the news? Because it's going to be a big chunk of this episode. People got to be. So we're going to. We're going we're gonna to do some. Serious, we're going to do some learning. You think we in. just did some work on e-tickets. Yeah. We're doing some we're serious do some work learning on the news in. right now. You're going to learn me on the news. There's so much news to talk about. Any of it good? Some of it. Okay, great. And some of it, a little bit I of a think, head scratcher. Yeah, I think you and I are going to disagree on, on ScarJo and the Black Widow saga. I delight. I this. have an idea about this movie of what's really going on. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. All right. We'll, well get to it when we get to it. Let's get to the news. Yodel Leahy. News. It's time for news. Oh. <laughs> Remain seated, please. With her, seems like you guys. Oh, the the cookie enforcer. The cookie enforcer. No, I'm not on a text basis with her. You didn't gotten her. No, just so you give her a heads up that you were guy coming. Guy above the guy, though. Oh, the guy above the guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That 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 I'm on a first name basis with. Right. Just let him know. Look, we plug it on the show. Not always in a positive way, but it could be good. Could be good for the. We could do like a cookie time sponsored by Cookie Enforcer. When you need to make sure there's enough cookies for everyone. Call your cookie enforcer. Call the cookie enforcer. We'll go there with a limit of two. I just stated this is an urgent podcast question. <laughs> Whatever you're doing. Please stop what you're pl- doing. Please stop what you're doing now. Because I need to get cookies. Yeah. Because cookie time is back upon us. And I would like to not like pay for them because, you know, it's not a lot for the food. Like if you're going in there and you're planning on spending yeah, exactly. an hour. I just feel like. Some of the best food you'll have. And you, I mean, you will get your I don't your need value. to pay for the food. We're not interested in the food. We just want to plug cookie time. That's all we want to do. That's all we want to do. What do we do till then? Oh, we do the news. Okay. Yodelahi news. Yodelahi news. You feel like uh, I feel like the vibe of the show is a little bit more uh, subdued than normal. Why? Why do you feel that way? I don't know, I'm asking you. Do you feel like it's a little bit more subdued than normal? I, I feel like so. we're just sort of like just here, just hey, rap, hey, rapping just, about life, just putting it in, putting in the time, just putting the, no, putting I think the it's hat fine. on backwards, and just uh, just chatting. I think it's fine. I I don't know. Do you feel that there's like a, I don't know, just like a heaviness to the world right now that's a little hard to get out from? No, why underneath? would you feel that way? Is there <laughs> anything, just, what are you no, encountering on a daily basis? <laughs> on a daily basis? Well, see, yeah. the moment I leave my front door, uh, there's things on fire, and uh-huh. then there's this dragon that's perched on the thing, and oh, he's yeah. constantly like, you shall you go no further. Right. Yeah. And I'm and just you're like, like I, I'm but just, I need to. I'm just trying to go to work, man. Like, yeah. I don't even love it. Like, I'm just trying to go to work. Yeah. And he's just like, have you 
done everything you need to do. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you ask a lot of questions for a dragon. Yeah. So there's just like a lot of heaviness like, well, in I'm my life. I'm concerned about what's going on right now in yeah. the world. And then I drive, I drive, you know, just past the dragon. Yep. And then it's crazy. There's this like uniform person. I don't know what department they work for. Yep. Very official looking. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, don't do it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what? Don't do what? You're freaking me out. Any of it. Yeah. And you're like, I still don't know what that is. And then there's a guy next to him, right next to him. Yeah. Same, different uniform, but same level of professionalism, same level, right. like almost the same guy. And he's like, do, do it. it. You have to do <laughs> you it. You have to. And so, you know, there's there's that guy, those yeah. the, the twins I call them. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that I have to pass. So yeah, I leave and my one house. One always tells the truth and one always tells a lie and you're right. not sure which one is I which. have no idea and I have no yeah. starting point yeah. to, to tell. So leave my house, everything on fire, uh, big yep. dragon on the corner, uh-huh. who I call the twins. The twins. Uh, and then when I get to the bottom of the hill where I, where I live, uh, all of the traffic lights have been turned upside down. Yep. And so they're all working the same way. And they're all purple. <laughs> yeah. And I was colorblind to begin with, yeah. so I believe they're still on and still functioning. As far as you're aware. I'm just like not super sure about when to cross the road. And yes. so by the time I get here to podcast, yeah, it's a little bit of a heaviness to the yeah, world. I can understand that. I, can understand I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that. So no, I don't think that, I don't, I don't think we sound like we're whatever. I think we're all trying to do the best we we're can. We're just all trying to do the best we can. Yeah. I don't feel like Disneyland's I'm tired. Had, I just got tired. Remember <laughs> when, that sentence. Uh, remember when they used to have like, like events, didn't they used to have like events like 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 season of the force? And yeah, like, I remember and, that. And like, uh, do you remember uh, summer of heroes? I don't remember summer. Summer of, of heroes. heroes, I think, was when uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, oh, I do remember up. that then. Yeah. Was, yeah. They yeah, were, and then they yeah. had that '80s one, or that '50s flashback one. Oh yeah, wasn't there a, like a date night? Uh, yeah, a date night at Disney. I think we need. I think we need one of those. Yeah, but the problem is the twins. The, the, twins, twins, are, the, twins, the twins are, are saying are a you absolutely huge problem should do right that. Now. Yeah. And then the other twin is like, well, don't, you can't yeah. do that. And I asked them the other day, I passed the dragon. Uh-huh. He, he seemed like he was in a fine mood. I don't know. He was busy with something else. Was I he think. busy torching He was busy a torching a different, but it wasn't mine. So it was yeah, like, it, yeah, I was okay. like, oh, it's terrible, but I, and I got to get to work. Yeah. Uh, and then the twins, and they were like, don't. And the other one was like, definitely. And I was like, are you guys sure? And they were like, yes. No. Sort of. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It is and like Tweedledee and Tweedledum in some ways. It is. You're My like, life, the world, a, making decisions right now? Yeah, all of it. 100% positive. All of it. I'm pretty sure. Are you sure you're sure? No. No. But yes. But probably. Yeah. So, um, It yeah. does feel like the world right now. And that's why we need cookie time. Oh, Can your contact at the cookie connection make things happen? Um, I'll work on it. In the meantime, let's talk about the news. All right, let's do it. Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, yes. That trailer dropped this morning. How did yes. you find out about it? Oh, so I'm on this podcast called Bob Sleds and Banthas. Oh, you and are? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, as far as nobody's notified me differently. Is it a high quality podcast? <laughs> it's pretty middle of the road. Is it worth a five star? Depends on the way. Oh, absolutely. It's okay. worth a five star. Yeah. But if we're grading on a curve. Um, so the host, uh, one of the host of that, yeah. uh, some people call him the head grammar is who we call it. Not Kelsey grammar, but just like head Instagrammer. <laughs> oh, how he's a grammar. I thought you meant grammar is in uh, speech. No, the, the head, the head insta, insta- uh, er. which does not see that's what we got to call it. The yeah. they, uh, he let me know that I should watch it for the show oh, okay. or risk dis disembarment. That from. guy sounds very handsome, <laughs> very handsome, hard to work with. <laughs> and so I watched it just because I was scared. Yeah, and yeah. what do you think of it? I also watched it because he told me the same thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, the trailer is um, the trailer is long. I think it's three minutes. They call it a teaser. It's super long. It's like, I was like, if this it's is the teaser, the movie. is the movie the trailer? <laughs> yeah, it starts off with some imagery before it goes into the logo. 
Which yeah, the, I don't know why was that was there some stuff imploding or being sucked into the middle or something. The te- oh, do you mean the teaser? Like the you know how they do this thing on on yeah. YouTube now where there's like a mini trailer before the trailer. Is that I what you're so. talking about? I don't I understand so. why they do that. Is it because our attention spans are so short? Yeah. that they have to give us five seconds of the trailer that we're just about to watch. Right. Yeah. There. It's it's basically everything is devolving into uh, reels and whatever that's called on other platforms. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm only in marketing professionally. I don't know. I mean, know the dragon thing. may be onto something when yes. you think about it. Right. If, we, if that's the state of, yes. 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 So I think that's literally what's going on is like, hey, we need you to watch a three minute trailer for a two hour movie. So first we're going to show you a five second thing. So you watch the three minute. So trailer. you watch the three minute trailer. So you can watch a 10 minute behind the scenes sneak peeky interview thing. Yep. So we're just sort of like getting you used to, uh, we're acclimating you to the fact that you're going to have to sit through this thing. Um, so it started with that. And then uh, for me, it uh, was kind of like, two parts. There was, uh, this lead up part that, um, where Peter Parker's sitting a lot and yeah, right. just talking. He's, and he's just talking with school. MJ about everybody knows who he is. Yeah. Which I get why they needed to do that. Again, the trailer is, I guess the movie, but it does uh, sort of feel that way. Yeah. Right. It feels like, like the really big beats of the movie are revealed in the trailer. Yeah. I guess there's three parts. There. So there's that part that, that like set up part with MJ, which I found boring. And I was like, Ooh, you guys are losing me. I'm not so sure about uh-huh. all this talking and about this, even about this storyline. Uh, and then Dr. Strange comes in yep. and you and I just agree to be friends, despite the fact that I cannot stand Dr. Strange, uh, the way he casts magic, uh, the way he talks, the way he looks bothers me a little bit. Really? Uh, All of that. Huh? <laughs> everything about him. You're I don't re- like. You're, you're really uh, offending some of our, some of our listeners. Oh, right I'm now. so sorry. That's okay. Yeah. We, but we, you already, love him we already lost him on the e-ticket discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you love him for, for enough for the both, both of us. I, I do. I do. So yeah, I'm not a Dr. Strange fan. So he's talking to him and, um, you know, he's, he, he he's needs, like, would you, would you uh, make it, make us go back in time? Yeah. Can c- you do that? Will you make us go back in time? Could you make us, could you make it so that nobody knows that I'm Spider-Man again? Right. And it, when he said that from that moment on in the trailer to when Doc Ock makes the appearance, yep. oh, a hundred percent in. You're hundred percent uh, in. Yeah. Up to that. I was like, I'm not sure about this movie. It seems dry. I don't know where it's going. Yeah. But then it's like the idea that he's going to go back and lose all those connections. Like that to me sounds like a movie. Sounds like a movie. Sounds like a movie. Yeah. What'd you think when, uh, Alfred Molina uh, Satipo in Raiders of the Lost Ark, also known as Doc Ock. Oh yeah, when he makes an appearance. Yeah, because of course he is the Doctor Octopus, yeah. Doctor Otto Octavius from another Spider-Man movie. Uh, yeah, and another Spider-Man from, from the Tobey Mike from the Tobey Maguire yeah. universe. It, it, the it didn't resonate me that that was disparate until you just said it right now. No, what do you What do you think about it now that I've just said? I that? think it's a little weird. Okay, now. if I were Tobey Maguire, I'd be a little bit offended. What do you think about the uh, pumpkin bomb that appears and the laugh of a William Def- Willem Dafoe Green Goblin? It feels like we're bending all sorts of timelines sure and are. actors, and I think uh, that's that's odd. I didn't really pick up on that because I was just like offended. You're like, okay, by- Doc Ock's in this movie. Well, I was like, he's one of my favorite characters. I know he's great. Like, just, I love that character and the idea that he that he had like. That he has to give up all that stuff. I think. Well, I think Tom Holland can stretch his. I think he can stretch his wings in that role. In yeah. that role of like uh, having to like not have any connection to his the people anymore. I think it's going to be cool. And I really like Doc Ock. So for that, I was like, I wish that was the whole thing. Just that all the lead up I didn't need. You seem like you're negative on the trailer. No, no, I'm really excited about okay. it. I'm really excited about it. I mean, I I, I like the. I love the fact that uh, Doctor Strange is the partner to uh, to Spider Man in this. Again, it, it it harkens back to Spider Man Homecoming, where it yeah. was an Iron Man and Spider Man movie. This is now a Doctor Strange and Spider Man movie. So I'm really excited about that. Of course, I like multiverse stuff. Yeah, uh, you know they've they've already sort of in, started to introduce that with uh, Scarlet or I mean, um, 
WandaVision and they've done even more of it in Loki. And so I think, I think pedestrian uh, Marvel fans, those who are only, who only became Marvel fans through the movies, didn't read a lot of the comic books. I think that they are open to this idea of multiple universes, a multiverse type of thing. We've seen that in Spider-Man into the, or into the Spider-Verse. So yeah, the, I think people will be ready for a, a time and space bendy story that involves Spider-Man. Yeah. And my understanding is that what they're doing is they are going to be incorporating the Spider-Man from the different, the different Spider-Man. So the to- Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. And now what does that mean? Incorporating those people will be in the movie. I think, I think so. <laughs> my understanding is that they're going to be in the except movie. Except for Tobey Maguire, like all of them, except for Tobey no, Maguire. No, I think Tobey Maguire is back as well. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. And I just uh, forgot what our current Spider-Man's name is. What is Tom our, Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah. They are all going to be Spider-Man. And then there's going to be, you know, Flippy floppy. It's not. It's not. Happen. It's not Tobey Maguire's fault. To be fair, like he didn't write that jazz sequence, the dance number that he in does. Spider Man Three. Yeah, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He just. He's an actor. He just. He just says the things that are on the line is, on, is, the, on the script. Is he? Is he our Tom? Uh, who? Michael Keaton. Is that who played Spider Man first? Uh, Batman. Batman. Yes. Is so he our Michael? Keaton? Is he our Michael Keaton of Spider Man? Where it's like we hadn't seen Spider Man like that before. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. But now you look back on it and you're like, huh. It's a little hokey. It's a little hokey. Didn't really go well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Listen, I think Spider-Man too. Uh, I like, I like Andrew Garfield. I like him in the social network. I like him in, I like him in Spider-Man. I don't think I, I, he doesn't do, I'm not a big fan of his Spider-Man. He skateboards. Yeah. He's like so cool. He's very cool. He's like, what's up, man? I'm Peter Parker. Yeah. I'm I'm smart Alec. I just, I'm not a big fan of him. So Tony McGuire though, I like his Spider-Man. And his, again, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock is like, Spider-Man 2 is like an, a fantastic film. Yeah. Fantastic film. So if this is bringing Doc Ock into the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, I'm all I'm loving it. what you're saying even more. Them all coming back. Yeah. I, I don't know how they're going to do that. I imagine there'll be some CG involved. But, I imagine so. Yeah, but I mean, that, that that's blowing my mind even more, if, especially if we get some Willem Dafoe action in there. I know. Like the whole thing, like they're like, hey, you know what did really well? Uh, Sony's uh, Into the Spider Verse. That's so not we're a, just going to do that again. That's not a action. Marvel property or a Disney property. That was that's like a Sony indie. It's a property. Sony thing. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Like, that people loved that. Well, we should do I'm, something like that. I wonder, just you know, pure conjecture. I yeah. wonder whether or not this is also opening the door to introduce Miles Morales. Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, which the, is which one? The end of the Spider-Verse Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, uh, the default character in that. In that's that right. Yeah. That's right. I like it. And I think that'd be great. It'd be, I mean, uh, Miles Morales is a really cool Spider-Man. My kids love him. So it'd be great to have him part of the MCU. So then yeah. you have Tom Holland and uh, you have Peter Parker, Spider-Man and Miles Morales in the same universe. Yeah. I think it'd be really fun. My last comment on it, other than that, I enjoyed it. And you've just, you've jazzed me up to level, level nine, maybe yeah, oh, 10 jazzed in, up to in level jazz nine. line. Yeah. Is that I think it is easier in a cartoon to support the idea of a multiverse, multiple timelines, yeah. because they all look different and sound so different. And I, I just, there's a suspension of disbelief already when you're watching a cartoon like that. And I think Into the Spider-Verse worked for that. Yeah. I wonder if in a live action version of, if if everybody watching that movie puts together what was going on, or if someone just come out, oh, this is a good Spider-Man movie, lots of villains. And uh, it seemed like the actor changed a little bit during some of the time. Like maybe it was just bad lighting. Yeah. And you're like, no, that was a completely different human being. I just wonder if it, if it reads as deeply as, as we're hoping it does. You know what my hope for the movie is that anybody who's never seen any one of those movies is just accepting like, Oh, this is another Spider-Man from another universe. Yeah. Right. That it's not like, Oh, that's that Spider-Man from that. Like I almost, I almost hope that the fact that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, if they are in it, which I believe they are, but if they are in it, that it's more just like, 
it's almost like an Easter egg for those who have come through the Spider-Man movies yeah. through that and that you, but you don't have to have any of that knowledge. So again, that the fact that Doc Ock is in this is like, well, this is Doc Ock from this universe. And now he's in this, he he's was from that, that universe. And now he's in this universe. The Spider-Man podcast is where we're at. I'm going to ask one more question, but <laughs> cause I'm curious, do you, do you think for this to work or do you think it works both ways that people don't know it's a multi-use? They just think in the world, there are multiple Spider-Mans and I see those three Spider-Mans in this movie. And so that's just, that's the spider-man ethos they're just multiple spider-mans in or do you think it has to be like the audience ha- the audience member has to understand that these are from different timelines i think they, that i think they, they have, absolutely to, have that. to understand so that's that really separate. i feel like that's hard to do i don't feel like it's the easiest thing to do to write that into a script to make sure people get these there are alternate universes that have their own timelines right. that therefore have their own spider-mans and those have come together like i don't think that's the easiest task in the world well i i agree i think again i think that marvel has been seeding that ground through loki because in in loki there are multiple different lokis that they explain in different timelines there are multiple lokis in fact there are episodes where there are you know that everybody who's in a scene is a loki from a different timeline right so they've sort of again opened that door so i think it's gonna be more palatable for people yeah that's not to say that I don't think a lot of people will be completely confused about it. Right. I think that there probably it's, will be. It, it just reinforces the 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 thing we talk about Marvel a lot is that at some point in time, Marvel movies tap out. Yeah, and Marvel yeah. movies require you to do some level of yeah. homework to be able to participate at the fullest level of them. Right, and I and Which I think and and I will say I just think the way Marvel is going right now, it. it I wonder whether or not Marvel runs the risk of losing the audience that they gained over the past 10 years because it's just become too complicated. Right, exactly. Right? That's Be- my concern. Because of the work that you have to do or the the amount of base knowledge that you have to have in order to approach these right. movies. And so the I think the the neat thing about the movie has to be worth that homework and complexity yeah. and seeing multiple Spider-Man and multiple Spider-Man villain, man villains in the same movie totally worth it to me like i'm on board and as much as i didn't like Endgame or had problems with it the payoff for Endgame is pretty great yeah yeah and you can't deny that that's it's the it's the millennium it's the horses running on the uh at the end of star wars uh nine or whatever that's the best thing about the entire it's like star the big wars payoff, saga like when all the, the ships come in the they horse, have, wait wait i want to make sure i understand yeah, you, of all of the climactic moments you could pull from yeah. All of the Star Wars movies. No, 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 movies. just that one. Just that one movie. Just nine. Just that one You movie. sit through nine to get to the, like... Uh, the horse a, is running on the ships. It's not the Dunkirk moment. Is it a Dunkirk moment where all the ships come in? Yeah. And it's like a Dunkirk moment sure. with like with like a, a battle at Helm's Deep horse moment. Yeah. Like they basically took those two movies and made the ending of Star Wars nine. Uh, it's true, they did. <laughs> it is. And it's good. It's good. It's You're good. like, this is good. Yeah. Look, I don't mind the space horses. People had a problem <laughs> with the space horses. I didn't mind it's it. It's great. Yeah. It's so, great. In Spider-Man, like, I don't know. I love the Spider-Man movies. It's really hard for me to find fault with them. No, oh, I agree. I agree. The, <laughs> uh, yeah. You mentioned Endgame. I did, just briefly. And uh, as you know, Scarlett Johansson, she played a character named Black Widow. She sure did. Who was in Endgame. She gets well, snapped or not? Uh, she does not get snapped. Okay. She does not get snapped, but she does get ended in Endgame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Spoilers for that movie that came out that everybody saw. Um, right. Black Widow didn't Disney make has it. Disney has stats on it. They send those to us weekly. We know you all saw it. So. We know everybody who listens to this show has seen Endgame. Uh, as you, as we mentioned, I think uh, last week, two weeks ago, yeah. Scarlett Johansson uh, filed a lawsuit against Disney. She sure did. Uh, Rightfully re- so. Regarding the distribution. I stand with Scar. 
the digital distribution of Black Widow. Yeah. And uh, they said that she was denied uh, additional money based on points that she could have made on box office. Right. Receipts. Disney uh, filed a response. And then Disney is. The recently- response was. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. No. No, I think their response was actually, how dare you? It was sort of like a, <gasps> it was like what? a clutch the pearls moment. Like, oh. I'm sorry. I thought we were dealing with important things. That's right. It was a like, don't you know that COVID is going on? Yeah. And, Look, uh, and so they, we're doing a lot of really cool stuff. Speaking we of, can't pay everybody fairly. Listen, we only have so much money. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to pay out the number, the, the amount of money we have is infinite, but there's only so much of there's that. There's only infinity so much of it in that we have and as we much need as we to want. Keep as much of it as <laughs> we can. <laughs> we have a responsibility. Now, listen, I know okay. that you're, uh, you're on the side of Scar. I'm on team Scar. You're yeah, on yep. team Scar Joe. For sure. Uh, Disney filed a motion to uh, d- more or less a motion to dismiss the lawsuit based Let's break on it down real simple for people listening. What happened? She yeah. was in a movie. That movie was supposed to be released in theaters only in. So in theory, it would make all of its money from the theaters. Instead, it was listened. It was uh, released in theaters and on Disney plus. So some of its box office proceeds were poached by Disney plus, but the main part of her well, argument poached is, well, okay. poached is a little bit of a slanted term here. So what some of the proceeds was, went to Disney plus when they, when they uh, planned to release the movie. Yeah. She was going to get points in the box office returns. That movie was originally supposed to be released in, I think it was May of 2020. Right. And they pushed it several times until finally releasing it this past July. Right. And they released it both in the box office, but also as a premium release on Disney Plus. Right. She filed a lawsuit saying that by virtue of releasing it on Disney Plus, it denied her additional box office revenue. Right. And it, that at she's least, owed that least, additional box office right. revenue. Right. At least at least some people chose to watch it on Disney Plus. Correct. That would have she she, she she doesn't get any money from people that never would have saw it in the theater. We don't care about those people. Right. They were never going to the theater to begin with. But if anybody was planning to go to the theater right. and so people that chose to watch it on Disney Plus as opposed to going to the theater. Instead of, then she feels that she's owed to some some of that money. Uh and I think her other argument is that this this was not a user centric. Uh, let's let's do what's best for the audience, but it was a plan to grow the Disney Plus subscribership. So she's actually acting as an agent of advertising for Disney Plus, which she has no financial share in. That's like that's what that's I understood. A, that's her, her argument. argument. That's, yeah, that's what that's I understood. Argument. Argument. Right. All right. Now Disney had has filed a motion to to dismiss her lawsuit based on the fact that her contract. Uh, included a mandatory arbitration clause for any type of disagreement. Right, which right? means that she can't go to big, big You court. can't file a lawsuit. They have to go, you, you uh, settle they this go to privately. Chippendale's Treehouse and right. they settle it there. That's right. You go up to the second floor of Chippendale's Treehouse where no one is because yeah. there isn't a slide there anymore. No, it's really narrow. And most people don't even go to the bottom because there's no ball pit there anymore. That's how all all, argu- all arguments in the United States should be settled on Gadget's Go Coaster. That's you right. may begin arguing when, it's, when it starts and, and when it's over, we're done, like, we're done with this. We need to seconds. move on. You have 45 seconds to yeah. complete your to complete your negotiation. Yeah. So anyways, Disney basically said like, hey, listen, you're supposed to um, we're supposed to resolve this through uh, arbitration okay. and you're contractually you're not allowed to file a lawsuit. And her representation is fighting that, obviously. And just a lot. Of, we, we talked about throwing shade, lots of shade being thrown uh, back and forth between ScarJo's representation and the Walt Disney Company. They're going at each other. They are going it's at kind each of, other. It's kind of weird. I mean, I'm not a legal professional, but let's just hypothetically say we'll talk as if some some of us have some idea what's happening, right? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about, we're talking as two okay. guys who have our best understanding of- That we can. 
uh, that we can. She's upset that they broke part of her contract, right. but but then she but then she wants to break the part where they she probably did agree to arbitration. She absolutely did agree to arbitration. So she probably needs to just do that. She probably does need to do that. Yeah. So what Disney is accusing her of You can't ask for more money saying, because they broke the contract and then ask to break the contract to do it a different way. Can well, you? so what's happening is is Disney is saying, first of all, Disney's saying that they they worked in conjunction with her to discuss the release of Black Widow and yeah. that Black Widow was supposed to be released at this time, but they decided to push it. Right. And that she they worked in conjunction with her. They're also saying that they did talk to her about receiving a share of the profits of the premium release. So the things that she's alleging that that's not true, they had had conversation with that. Okay. And they're basically saying, uh, you know, this, that she is filing lawsuit as a tactic against Disney in order to generate more publicity in order to force a settlement for, uh, in, in her favor. And so they're just, Disney's calling all that out in their, in their, uh, in their pleadings. And I just think it's, this is like the best drama that we could have right now. That's like, what I was saying. Like, this is any like the chance, most delightful thing to watch. Any chance they're writing a script in real in real time? They're like, look, we, we have an idea for a movie. It's about like the changing of digital culture and this actress that's like, you know, doing this and then her actor. And, and, then, and then like they have this big lawsuit against this big company. Yeah. And they're like, we don't know how to finish it. Let's just live it out. Let's just live it out. Let's just, just live it out. Happens. And then we'll create, we'll create a script what from I that. Th- what I say is there's an opportunity for us. We've been talking about doing an audio documentary. Yeah. Like here's our opportunity to, to do an audio documentary on the, uh, on the the drama that's unfolding in the Marvel Universe. I like it. Yeah. That's what I need people to do. I need you to go to Instagram the right gram. now. You call it the gram. The gram. You yep. need to go to the gram and talk to the grammar. That'd be Scott Storm. You want to tell him if you would want to hear Scott's, a Scott Storm, an absolute produced audio documentary on some topic that would be interesting, you need to go to Instagram direct message and say, yes, I, yes. Would, I want to hear that because he needs a little motivation. I don't need motivation. I just want to hear what people think about that. Yeah. I'll tell you what some people think about this ScarJo thing. Tell me. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, who right. you know as the little sister to Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yes. Other people know her as a Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah. She came out in favor Aww. of the ScarJo uh, kerfuffle. Okay. And she said, like, bravo, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I'm proud that you're you're uh, turning the screws on Disney. It has an underdoggy message to it, which I think is working in her favor. Is there's this idea that the the big corporation, uh, you know, branched out into other ways of making money and didn't include you. So on the surface, you don't read any of the details. It comes off that she's she's underdoggy, and right. then the, the fight almost seems clandestine uh, to set a right wrong for everybody. Right, for I'm everybody. Fighting, I'm she's, fighting this she's on leading the charge for everybody. If I don't fight this, then everybody's going to get uh, messed up by this Disney Plus thing. Okay, so that wraps up ScarJo. Uh, you know, stay with us for this this journey for the audio documentary, uh, for behind the scenes, uh, or what we call for back window access. It was like a Black Widow joke, back window. Back Widow access? Yeah, for back widow access to the Black Widow lawsuit. I don't know if that works. It doesn't really matter. I enjoyed I enjoyed coming up with it. All right. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's keep going. We do. Let's keep going. So uh, Disney reached an agreement with the union that represents attractions, custodial and vacation planning at the Walt yep. Disney world resort. Right. That amounts to three, 30,000, 30,000 cast members for mandatory vaccinations yeah. for those cast members yep. at the Walt Disney world resort. Uh, that's a big deal. That's yeah, a big deal. You okay? Yeah, tell me why. It seems like it seems like you were yawning when I just got done saying that. <laughs> I know. Vaccinations make me sleepy. You're so tired. Are they supposed so to? tired. 
Uh, so this uh, it's a big deal because obviously this is something that had been negotiated for quite some time. Disney had put out a statement that all cast members, all I think it was all full-time cast members, yeah. had to be vaccinated by a certain date. Right. And now they've negotiated with the unions in order to require this. Uh, and again, this falls on a lot of cast members. This is not including the equity actors. So there's like a hundred, like close What's to two equity actors, uh, professional actors uh, in entertainment at the Walt Disney World Resort. Okay, so that's uh, that's the Actors Equity, uh, their union. That'd be a stage show person, yeah, stage like show that? person, okay. or any of the any of the pre- stage performers. So they they do not have to be vaccinated. Well, they're in they're still negotiation pending. with them right now, but that'd be an, an what are those tool. negotiations? The date or whether or not that has to happen? I at think all? whether it has to happen at all and so somebody's arguing that that shouldn't happen they should get to choose and somebody's saying like no we need that to be a mandatory right and not only if you don't do it we get to separate you from the company yeah that's that's the big news here is that uh, uh the disney union employees who do not comply with the vaccination requirement uh and don't request a legitimate accommodation so there's accommodation for health reasons or for deeply held religious belief uh that they will be separated from the company yeah uh with a uh, a yes to rehire status. So it's not that they're going to have a no vaccine, hire status. You can, you can reapply. Right, exactly. But they they are going to be letting people go who do not uh, get vaccinated as a result of this. Yeah, I think that's going around. I mean, I think there seems to be a lot of that. Yeah. We live in California where that's... The norm. This is the norm. The part, that's yeah. the, like the fact that you were telling me that unions were even discussing it. I was like, are they discussing how soon that yeah, can like, happen? Like, I, don't even, I don't even understand what you're saying. When right. you say there's a negotiation, oh, the union wants it to happen tomorrow and Disney wants it to happen right this second. Right this second. Is that well, what's Well, I think on? that's what's interesting about this story because it happens in Florida. So again, right. like in California, this is not surprising to me. Right. The fact not that this is happening this is in Florida everywhere. is sort of surprising to yeah. me, just given the... Uh, again, given the 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 general response to vaccinations, lockdowns, COVID in general in Florida, this is a pretty big thing. And I would imagine that, especially because I know that Disney has had trouble attracting new cast members, uh, that they're assigning bonuses for yeah. culinary and food preparation and you know for the service industry as a whole, that there is this run on, uh, open positions for uh, the service industry. Right. That this may be another thing that makes it even more difficult for to recruit people into those positions, or maybe it makes it easier. I I would tend to think it's going to make it harder. Yeah. Uh, if I had to lay my I money so down too. on one side, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean the fact that they're going to be requiring this. I think we'll have a lot of people, those people who are not in favor of getting vaccinations and now have to do that in order to maintain their job. I don't think it's really going to, uh, you know, ingratiate themselves uh, to those cast members. I don't think Disney's going to ingratiate themselves to those cast members knowing like, well, I didn't want to do this. And now in order to maintain my job, I have to do this. And you can have any type of reaction you want over whether or not people should feel that way or shouldn't feel that way. I just think we are going to see some sort of consequence as a result of this happening. And I find it interesting that's happening in Florida. California, of course, is not far behind. Yep. Good, good time. Vaccination segment there. I like that. Oh, I'm glad you like that. Oh, it's fun to get that in there. Oh, it's a regular occurring, regular occurring segment. And we managed to do it without saying- We call it a booster segment. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Uh, we oh, made, I just we managed to do it without, uh, without mentioning the uh, the California gubernatorial recall either. Oh, See, really? we, we can report on these things yeah. without taking a stance on it, much much to uh, the surprise, I think, of, of some of our former listeners. Yeah. Disneyland annual passes, we don't call them anymore annual passes. Yeah. They are now the magic keys yep. uh, are going on sale. I thought this it was week. the tongue hearts. 
The the Disneyland tongue hearts. That'd be great if 7-Eleven and Disney like went in their annual password is like, like, what color is your tongue heart? Mine's the silver. And they're like, oh, oh you great. can't come on weekends. Oh, you can't buy a Slurpee today. You can't you have to buy schedule a, a time to buy a Slurpee. They have the key program. The key program uh, is uh, they're going on sale this, this week. And yeah. it was just one of those. Hey, I don't know if you knew, but uh, annual passes are back. They call them keys now and you can buy them at Disneyland. Yeah. And they give you certain levels of access. Yeah, I think it's not not that much of a news story to talk about. Just a did you know it pairs it pairs with a news story we'll talk about in a second. The Genie Plus program yeah. where we're in a cycle of Disney and Disneyland right now where where lots of lots of changes that seem massive are happening. And then you learn like, are they really that bad? And you're like, I'm not sure. Cause they're backed by a bunch of technology and me having right. to use my phone. Yes. So I'm, I'm just like, sure. Yeah. Like, is this good? I can't tell. It seems kind of the same, but yeah. it's just like a lot of me. I, there's really like a lot of swiping. I feel like yeah. this is mostly <laughs> exactly. a lot of swiping going exactly. on. Um, and so we'll talk about that in a little bit. I think uh, we'll, before, before we get to the new genie plus program, okay, we got another thing to talk about. And that is last week we talked about splash mountain. Yeah. And about how there was no a red hand gestures on Splash Mountain. No, there wasn't any oh, red hand gestures on, on Splash Mountain. Last week, we talked about the non news story that was running all over the internet that there hasn't been any uh, progress on the Splash Mountain retheme to Princess and the Frog. Right. And lo and behold, Aaron, what happened? There was news that came out this week about the retheming efforts of Splash Mountain to Princess and the Frog. Okay. Did you see any of this? I did, yeah. What did you think about it? Is it the one with the crocodile and then... Yeah, it's the one with Lewis or Louis. The other one doesn't count as concept art. No, it's inspirational art. So this is... uh, They released one piece of concept art that has Tiana and Prince Naveen in a boat and uh, Louis... Is it Louis or Louis? Is Mm -hmm. it Louis? Yeah, that is the right question to ask. I think that is the right question. I appreciate you asking it. Mm, if If there was only some way to find out. Yeah, uh, but then, but them sort of being in a swamp, and it looked like uh, it looks like there is a uh, a log full of guests that are riding behind them, and that is it. That is it from the new Splash Mountain. So I love Disney, and the artists that work there are second to none in the world. But I don't understand this concept art at all. What don't you understand about it? I don't understand the people in the boats. Do you not understand why it's concept art? I don't understand why it's concept art. Uh, The people in the logs are like jammed down in there. Yep. It looks like they're riding Flintstone boats where they're having to walk the log under the the water. Yeah, it does. So that's why the log goes up to their shoulders. So it's just like the proportions on it are insane. You know what it looks like to me? It looks like... Something my daughter drew? No, she's a much better artist than this. She's very good. She's a very good artist. What it looks like is that somebody drew a picture of Tiana and Naveen and Louis slash Louie. Yeah. And did this scene. And then somebody else was like, is this for the new Splash Mountain? And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. And they're like, well, where are the people in the log? Oh, hold on. And then they just sort of crammed them in the back. This does not, this really looks very rushed to me. Super rushed. It doesn't give the, the scale of concept art. It doesn't give the texture, the color profile, the spacing. And the boat's ridiculous. There's nothing, it, it really is a picture of them in a boat with somebody stuck in a uh, in a Splash Mountain log yeah. behind them. I don't and even it, think that boat if, can make that turn. I don't even this, think there's any way for it to actually exit this scene. Well, let's talk about this picture for a second. I realize we're in an auditory medium, so this may, sure. uh, may be a challenge for our listeners. But in this picture... In the foreground of the picture is Tiana Naveen in a boat and then Louis slash Louis. Yeah. And they are facing the viewer. Yeah. 
And then the guests who are in the log are looking at their backsides. Are looking at their backsides. Yes. So there is no indication that, it, that if this is a, a a show scene, that this show scene is not positioned the right way, which even gives further credence to like, I don't really think this is really concept art. Yeah. I think that th- this is a reaction to the non-news story that went out last week that Disney is obviously not doing anything with regard to the Tiana Splash Mountain retheme. And so they just scurried together in order to get concept art and then shoot a video of the Imagineers that are planning this in order to almost justify, no, 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 we are doing this thing. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. I totally I could be completely you. wrong. Maybe you And are. I'm not trying to dog on Disney. I'm just saying that the timing of all this is very convenient. The musicians are hidden in silhouette behind there. Just like none of this makes any sense. I don't, I don't, I don't buy that this is concept art personally. I, I would tend to agree with that. What, what they are saying though, in this interview is they talk about next level audio animatronics. Cool. And, uh, and that it's, you know, it's gonna be stuff that we've never seen before and all that's exciting. But again, this almost feels like a non news story in think, reaction to another non-news story. I think USA Today just mistitled it. I think it was titled Twitch Streamer Draws Princess Tiana and Adds Splash Mountain Thing on Dare. I think that, that was the original oh, title of the article. Right. Yeah, you might be right. It was like to, read a, to reach a stretch goal or something. He's like, come on, we got to get 80, 80 subscribers. And they're like, well, add Splash Mountain to it. And he's like, okay. I mean, it was just, I was just drawing Princess Tiana in a boat. But I, I guess I could add like a log in the back. Yeah. It's interesting. They're like, we're working on it. I mean, we're not, but we're like, we could, if we wanted to, and we're not, not working on it. That's basically what this message is. We're not, not working, we're not, on, not it. working on it. Also small changes to the splash mountain boats. They're now eight feet deep and you stand you, in them. <laughs> you stand in, you're going to get very wet. Yeah. It's cool. And though. by that, we don't mean by the, by the drop. We mean that you're just going to be, you're, you're going to be in standing water. Yeah. You're wading through the entire it's, ride. it's an immersive experience. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it will work itself out. It would just seem like for the reasons they stated they're making the changes, I think you would want to show like we're taking this really seriously. Right. We're talking about it. We're thinking about it. We're drawing lots of different ideas. We don't know where we're going to land, but here's some things we've done so far and we're pretty excited about these. And it doesn't feel like that at all. It just feels like, oh, that's right. We said we were going to do that. Oh, was that like a year ago? I think so. I mean, I lost. There's the ScarJo thing has just got me all up in my head. I just totally forgot we said we were even going to do that. I'm still trying to figure out this Genie Plus thing we just announced. Did we say we were going to do it or we said we, we might do it. I think we said we we're going to do it. Like, do it, do it. Like the Jungle Cruise guys, like they just finished their thing. Wait, they did that? Yeah, I think they started after us. <laughs> oh, man. I guess we should do something. Okay. Uh, can you, th- that, uh, that picture you're working on? No, that was my kid. I just brought it in to show people. Can your kid draw a, a flume log? I doubt it, but I'll <laughs> give it a Ever shot. Give it a shot? It won't be very good. <laughs> Don't put this anywhere. Oh, we're going to put this out like all over the place. Like Fun. we're going to do a 30 minute interview. I wonder if a, they'll, they'll probably do it, but I wonder if there's a thing. It's just like, people are like, Hey, splash mountains offensive. They're like, we know we're changing it. Do you think that's all it was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then no, no, we know we totally. And then in like 10 years, people are like, did they change it or did they not change it? Did they say it? that we're going to change? I don't remember. I feel are like these the changes. Cause I don't see anything offensive about this. They must've changed it. They must've. <laughs> I wonder if that's what it will be. Where's this podcast goes on? We're just going to get in more and more trouble. We're definitely getting into more <laughs> yeah. and more trouble. There's no doubt about it. It happens. Let's get into some more trouble. We've had five, like a almost perfect five star rating for so long. Wouldn't it be fun to have like a 2.1? Let's just tank it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun though? This is like, the only like 1.8 
reviewed Disneyland. We People would be like, why is this so bad? We should listen to <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. It's it will be like this morbid fascination of yeah. like, well, I guess I gotta can't listen to it. Awful. It can't be that bad. No, it is, yeah. They talked about law for like ever, karate kid for like two hours, and I don't think they want Splash Mountain to change. Do they even like Disney? Yeah. <laughs> Thought, they thought Haunted Mansion was like a B-ticket they ride. They even said that they didn't think that Haunted Mansion was an E-ticket attraction. It opened as an E-ticket attraction. Not. Their new tagline should be not a Disneyland podcast. It would be like and every other Disneyland very, podcast out there then. <laughs> very occasionally a Star Wars podcast. Infrequently a Star Infrequently Wars podcast. Infrequently a Star Wars yes. podcast. Let's talk. Tell me. This is the big news story. Okay. Okay. This broke literally the day after we recorded the last week's episode. Yes. And that is the introduction of the genie program mm-hmm. the yeah. genie plus program the lightning lane uh, thing lightning lane yeah, it's lightning option lane. yeah and more or less more than less the death of fastpass oh they i think pretty much clearly well you don't call it death you call it the retiring of they call it the retiring the retiring of, of. The fast pass system. I think, uh, I think a lot of people call it the murder of okay. the fast pass system. Yes, the like slow squeeze. Oh no, slow. Just the squeezing out of fast pass, max pass. Yeah, all those things. The death rattle, if you will, of max pass and of fast pass. Those things are gonzo. Correct. A lot so. A lot so. Yeah. This came out last week. Yeah, we reported this months ago as happening over in. Paris? Yeah. So what we did was months ago, we talked about how Disneyland Paris was starting to charge for fast passes. Yeah. And at that point we said, well, you, you know. said you were like, it's coming over here. And I was like, oh, that You're like I don't want to acknowledge that. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this. I'm uncomfortable. And I said like, get with the program, man. Yeah. Time to live in reality next yeah. to your fire breathing dragon and your yes, no twins. Uh, this is reality. We're yeah. going to be paying for fast passes pretty soon. And, but I did not realize it was going to happen this quickly. Yeah, but last last week they introduced this genie program, uh, which is a free program. The genie app is a free app. Yeah, which, uh, is it a standalone app or is it integrating into their other experiences? I think it's supposed to be integrating into the Disneyland and Disney World apps. Yeah, and as best as I understand, you tell me if you have a different understanding. As best as I understand, the Disney Genie program or the Disney Genie app is a service mm-hmm. that is free. That you tell it the things that you are interested in. Yeah. And then it gives you a suggested trip plan for the day. I mm-hmm. think a suggested touring plan that says like, oh, you like princesses? Then you should go on this at this time, this at this time. Go make sure to see this show, this attraction, yeah. et cetera. Mm-hmm. You really like Star Wars or Marvel, do these things. Yes. This is how I understand it to yes. me. The, the, first of all, let me just say this because it just needs to be said. Just needs to be said. Whatever... What we're going to talk about it. I just, I like the font that they picked that they developed for the service. I like all the marketing, the color scheme, uh, the Eric, the Eric Goldberg design genie is just a beautifully designed oh, character. So great. And it's just, I, whether I like this program or not, what I think like the marketing for it so far in terms of just the font, the colors, the use of the genie in it is dope. I just, I really, really like it. Oh, okay, for sure. Enough, enough on that. Uh, I understand it to be to be two things. Uh, it is uh, this thing was in development for a very long time. Yeah. By the way, it was originally supposed to be a concierge type of program. Yeah, 
where like I want to do these things, and then the Genie app allows you to be able to do those. It's things. like a, it's a it's a, like a great idea. Like I, I don't know, I feel like we have these in like Halo. It's like uh, Cortana or something like that. Yeah. Where it's like mm-hmm. this smart thing that helps you figure out what you want to do. And the Genie is that I think it's going to integrate into some of their other apps. But I think on one side of it, it is a like, hey, we have a lot to offer. There's a lot of moving parts. We have this this intelligent app to help you plan your day and make the most of you getting to see what you want to see. And I think that's the clean part of it of like, that sounds neat. I I wonder whether, let me stop you for a second. I wonder whether or not the algorithm of that will change dynamically. Yes. So that it says, here's your touring program and you run that route. And oh, by the way, you should do this instead right now because there's a shorter wait over here. And then it reconfigures your tour right. program. Yeah, that would be it's like, phenomenal. It's like Google. It's like Google's, you know, traffic directions yeah. for the theme park of like, well, you're headed on this route and that's cool. But just a quick update. If you go this other route, you'll save seven minutes and now it's eight minutes. Now it's four. Oh, no, it's back down. Like I hope, I, I think it's being billed as that sort of like intelligent park monitoring, line monitoring. You've told it the things you want to do. It's going to help you make the best use of your time. And theoretically, that would be fantastic if everybody is using the free program. If everybody's yeah. using the free program and then the genie, uh, the, the genie program is dynamically updating everybody's touring plans so that it evenly distributes wait times all throughout the park. Right. That would be amazing if that happened. It it is not amazing. It's neat and it's clean, but I don't think it's amazing. There's still, there's still something about a Sunday drive. There's uh still about going somewhere where you didn't take the best route. And that's where adventure comes from, right? Adventure comes from not taking the best route somewhere of, of feeling the road, feeling the trip. And that I feel like we're losing that part of Disneyland of like, I don't know the day, the day planned itself both in offices and cubicles and drives homes and conversations to soccer games and dinner tables. And then when we got there, we threw all those plans out and, and we together made like, there's a sense of you adventure. Just had that feel. Yeah. yeah you, you've always talked about touring with a feel. Yeah. And so there's a sense that, that, that that's dying and being like, we're saying like to the scale of this park, the number of people going, the number of activities we have, you cannot, you will not be able to feel that out on your own and get your money's worth or get a feeling of value. So we have this thing called the genie uh, and it will help you get the most for the time that you have here. And that feels clean to me. It also feels uh, a little bit like this. This is what I want to get your reaction on is there's a very common mechanic in iPhone games, especially mm-hmm. uh, called like gating. Basically you can enjoy the game, it's going to be great up until a certain point. Then it feels pretty obvious we're, we're turning the screws on you and that if you would like now to you continue, need to you need to pay. Yeah. And uh, this app has those outlets to it. it. Has It has the ability to make a premium fast pass for the whole day that will let you use the lightning lane for any ride, any ride that you want. It will let you, there's some restrictions to it. And then it's, you can it's, make- It's like the max pass uh, for- that, that we had at Disneyland where yeah. you could schedule a fast pass time return yeah. time. And it has limits on how many you can do at a time right. or something like that. And it's 15 or $20 or whatever. But so you, so it has that sort of in-app purchase to it. And then it has an additional one where you can actually schedule it for, I think two rides or something like that specifically where you can go like, wait in a dedicated line where you're like, I, I want to pay for the fast pass for all of Disneyland, but I also would like to pay another amount of money for one, just for Rise of the Resistance or Web Slingers In order to be guaranteed like to get onto this particular yeah. ride. And, right. And the pricing of that, they, I think they stated, was flexible, like based on demand, interest, and whatever. So, I mean, the the the, the more... It's interesting because the more you would need to use that service, the more that service will cost. Well, and I think we can take a look at the Disneyland Paris. That that model was, I think, between 9 and $12, 9 and $15, yeah. something like that, per ride yeah. in order to secure your ability to make sure that you ride that ride. So if you're only there for one day 
and you want to make sure that you get on Rise of the Resistance, you can pay for the Genie Plus upgrade yep. in order to be able to make Fast Pass reservations, which does not guarantee you to get on Rise of the Resistance. If you want to be guaranteed to get on Rise of the Resistance, you pay this additional fee on top yeah. of it. Yep, that's how I understand it right now. Whether or not you can, whether or not you can make the guaranteed rise of the risen without upgrading to that mid all Disneyland fast right. past year, I don't know. I don't know either. But uh, yeah, but there's there's definitely that. There's the clean part of the app, which is like let us help you plan your day better. There's the thing that's always existed. Give us some money and we'll let you use the fast pass, uh, a better fast pass system. The thing we're missing here is two things: the addition of the the pay for. F- you're basically paying to ride the ride at that point in yep. time. Uh, and then the disappearance of the free fast pass, Correct. that doesn't exist at all anymore. And that's where the real bummer is. And the, the unintended message that Disney's is saying that in your vacation planning, when you come here to experience magic, we would love for you to be on your phone as all the much time. as possible. Yes, all the time. Yeah. Because if you are on your phone all the time, then we don't have to worry about plussing up other areas yeah. for you to be looking at while you're waiting. We're going to have things for you to scan. We're going to have QR codes for you to scan. We're going to have itineraries that are constantly updated. Uh, and I think it gets that way when you're driving and you're trying to find the best route. You like you're kind of constantly pulling and listening to Google and not looking at the things that are around you, not noticing uh, history and architecture yep. and story that's happening around you at your car window. You're just sort of focused on getting there. And some of this just sounds like I'm focused on getting through the day, doing the things I want to do. And I'm not sure that that was the original plan of Disneyland, uh, but to experience a day together with your family, I think was, and now I'm experiencing a day with my phone and my family's going to come along. I worry about that. I'm being very hyperbolic and like black and no, white. No, no, I'm pushing think, it to the I, edge. I, mean, I think, I think you're, you're letting your, your feelings be very known about how okay. you feel about a hyper scheduled Disney experience with in-app purchases is, is just something to digest, man. Right. I, and, and I think this is where, where I come out on this is I, I feel somewhat conflicted one because the max pass, which this is primarily based on yeah. the max pass worked so well, yeah. we have sung its praises paid for numerous it all times. the time. I and loved it, and so the pricing of, the pricing of this is in line with what the max yeah, pass is. Right, it's not any worse than that. It's except, not any worse than that, except for, except for the fact that this is the only way that right. you can have fast pass access. Whereas it used to not be that way before. You paid a premium in order to have the convenience of making these fast passes on your phone. Right, if you wanted to save yourself. 20 bucks per person, right. which for my family, that means a full day's admission, right? Right. Like, because, because you have to buy yeah. max pass for everybody who wants to use it. So that's $125 for me, which is a full day, a full extra day's admission. You had to hoof it. In the park. You had to go you had walk. To, you, you could hoof it and you could, you could do that or you could pay for the convenience. Yep. Now you can only do this if you pay, which right. is a, pro, which is unfortunate. I yeah. mean, it is the loss again of a family who wants to, save themselves some money and allow themselves to be inconvenienced, you are removing that option unless the inconvenience is you get to wait in a standby line all day long. Yeah. That, that is your option. You can either pay to do a fast pass or you can wait in a standby all day long uh, or, you know, for, for however long standby lines are. And then there's the, the, the additional issue uh, that you've articulated, which is paying to actually ride a ride. Right. Uh, that if you want to be guaranteed to get on access, you pay to ride a ride. And I want, and, and that is something that is very prone to abuse, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that the wait times are inflated or they are not, or, or operations has decided to run less 
vehicles through or whatever it is that load at a slower rate that inflates wait times that then incentivizes the idea of paying for a fast pass. Well, you, in order as to a company, do. that's, you know, it, that should be responsible to shareholders for making a profit, but, you know, doing that responsibly so that it's sustainable. I get that. But you're, you're asking a company to say like Disneyland, like how many people are, how many people are willing to, to pay to ride rise of resistance? Like turns out, like all, all of them. them, all of them. Are. There's enough demand for yeah. this ride. Like, well, but what about the people that just love it? They love Star Wars. They see the movies. They love Disneyland, and they they just they don't have the money, or that's they're really at the fringe of their budget, or that would be uncomfortable for them. Uh, so what do we do for them? And it's like, well, right now, like they can wait in line. But as a company that wants to make money, why over long haul would you be like, we can fit whatever it is, fifteen thousand people on this ride a day? How many of those people will pay? All fifteen thousand will pay. It's like why would you not do that? It's like that scene from Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. Where it's like right. they'll they'll pay what well they'll pay whatever they, yeah. whatever we ask them to, and then they're like, well, this is supposed to be affordable to everybody. He's like, oh right, yeah, we'll have a coupon like day, a coupon right? day. Yeah, you, you have to. You, it's the commoditization of a line spot. You can't. The, the a lot, Disney now knows how much a line spot in Rise of Resistance of worth. It's worth, we'll say, ten dollars. That's how much. So if you have if you have people that are still willing to pay. Ten dollars, and you have capacity for that. Why would you not fill up all of that capacity of people willing to take? And then, if and if there's excess capacity for the ride, but nobody willing to pay it, then those people get on for free, right. maybe. But but before in Disneyland, we didn't know how much it cost to stand in line for Thunder Mountain or any of those things. It's just like we're all here, we all paid, we're all standing in line. You know, they, they take a loss on these rides because we paid it at the gate. Now Disney's saying like you paid at the gate, but I also know that that spot and rides is is worth ten dollars to this company. I don't know why I would just. I don't know why I wouldn't do that. And, and I wonder whether or not this would, at some point, mean that those who want to wait and stand by for Rise of the Resistance will never be able to ride Rise of the Resistance yeah. because all of the paid spots is what is filling up the line, right. and and that's that's what's loading the ride all day long. Are these paid and what spots. what is governing them keeping that coupon day, which is turning into standby, waiting standby. What is governing them keeping that? Is that goodwill to the graciousness of the heart? Is it the ethos of the company? Or is there some other economic factor we don't know? Like, I mean, PR, which is still goodwill. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying. But I mean, I would imagine that's kind of it. I, I imagine the conversation is, there's probably and, still- And at some point you weigh those two things and you yeah. go, well, we can stand to make, we can stand to make a lot of money on this or we can have some goodwill. And what's the balance between the right. two? And again, for a- publicly held company that has the pressure of the shareholders in order yeah. to make as much money as well. You can see that if, if you're going, you can't please two masters. Right. And so the master that you're probably likely to please is the one that's going to make the shareholders happy. So I know it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I, I obviously have all sorts of feelings on it. I love the technology part of it, that it's being smarter. I don't like being on my phone I'm, and I'm worried about what this means long-term. Yeah. Do you feel that, that this is a greater loss to that sense of spontaneity that you love about the original Disney experience? I think uh, there's always been something about Disney, Disneyland that's been unique to Walt's story, California, pioneering, the pioneering spirit um, that, that did feel like we were all in on this thing whose sort of tagline was, can you believe this happened? Like, can you, right. can you believe yeah. this happened? Yeah. Can you believe we have nowhere this else in the world? Is, yeah. Is, can is, you is believe like it? This? Like that yeah. was sort of this under thing. And uh, it feels like that narrative has shifted into like, yeah, people freaking love it. We can try, like, do you like, know how much they love it? Look how, much, it a lot. look how much they're willing to pay for and it. And that's not a wrong message. Like yeah. it is true. People do really love this place, but it does feel like the, the, can you believe it? Nature of Disneyland is, is it, it, it is you know waning and the uh like yeah too many people love it we got to figure that out yeah right uh and so i think that i don't know if that's sad or not but it does feel like it's losing that sort of uh show up in disneyland buy a coke and 
sitting sitting on a bench type. Yeah, of I thing. feel like there's there's like this. Um, I'm sure it's not, but well, I think one of the things that I struggle with when these news stories come out is you know I'm a, I'm a very idealistic, romantic, yeah. would somewhat even say naive kind of thinker when it uh-huh. comes to these types of things. And I feel like the innocence of a Disney trip, the naivety that people can have of the, that childlike wonder that we always talk about where you're just sort of, you're, put, you're drawn in by this very special and magical place. And while you're there, you're just there to uh, enjoy and make memories and, and then look back fondly on that. Yeah. Um, I feel like, these types of things are at war with that childlike wonder right. that Disneyland was originally created for when you were having to hyper schedule yourself or again, look at your phone all day long or be able to pay to play in this type of area. Uh, it, it diminishes the specialness, the uniqueness, the, can you believe we did this? Can you believe yeah. they did this aspect of Disney? And it becomes really um, conflicting for a guy like me who wants to deeply love this place and who cherishes it very deeply and yet feels like he's at war with himself because I'm always going, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't right. know if I can afford to do this, or I don't know if I can do it in the way, or I don't know if I want to do it in the way that they want me to do it. Because if I choose to not do it their way, then I, then again, the cost of my vacation does go up because because my time is now more expensive yeah. than the value of being able to pay to get to the front of line access. Yeah. And it just puts me in a min-max mode that I don't really want to be in when I go to a place like this. Yeah. This isn't a good question, but maybe it gets out a good thought. Um, there's problems with this question, but I wonder what it would look like if we were able to take a camera and put it on the exit gates of Disney in 1980, 1970. If we were able to to put a you know a camera right there and look at all the people's faces that are coming out, what do their faces look like? And I'm not talking in terms of diversity, but just yeah. the magicness of of their faces. How exhausted are they, they are? How exhausted are they talking <laughs> yeah. to each other? Yeah. What do they are they just what do they look like? And you just look at the exit stream of people and you look at all their faces. What are they carrying? And what are they doing? And you look at Harbor at closing, you look at Harbor now and you look at the people walking back to the hotels are the faces the same and yeah. I'm just crazy. Right. And I'm just being an old man. That's all bitter about everything all the time, which is totally true. Or is there a distinct difference that they're carrying stuff they don't want necessarily and had an experience that or they're they, carrying emotional baggage. Yeah. You know, and they just had an experience that was, that was exhausting and they're just, they're, t- they're glad to get a break from Disneyland while they're getting a break from their work at Disneyland. Yeah. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying I would love to see. Yeah. I'd be comparison. curious to see. And it, yeah, I'd be very curious to see. And what if what 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 if some of this is just the the death of me being a kid and going to Disneyland? And well, not, I think not that's a really plan, having somebody else plan it for me. Right, I think that's a really good point. I mean, maybe you my know, dad again. didn't like it at all. He's like, I'm glad you like Disneyland. Nightmare for me. There may be a lot of truth to that, yeah. right? Where you know, as a kid, you're not worried, you're not thinking about these things because somebody else is taking care of it yeah. for you. And now that we are the ones who are having to take care of it we are the ones that are having the have to, have to do the the mental justification in you know the the yeah. purchase of these tickets the time away how how expensive the trip is all those types of things yeah take okay. us to an outro well listen that's all the news that's all the news and show and by my watch we've plumb ran out of time to play freezes Abbott plus it well we were going to do cookie time seems like that got derailed it did get derailed i never yeah. even got an answer about cookie time I would not settle for that. And we tried something that I think was called theme park customer service. Yeah. 
Just trying to just again, we're experimenting. We're experimenting. We're, Bob's band is, is in an experimental time right Look, now. I have a dragon in front of my house. Everything's on fire, and the twins are terrible. Not that I have twins. The twins that say yes and no. No, are the terrible. twins that give you conflicting information. Conflicting about life. information about life. Yes. I need something fun today, and today that was Mace Window taking a call about rioting ticket prices. <laughs> it's it benefits him. It does. He's like. I mean, it seems like a terrible customer service representative. Yeah, he's mostly in it for himself. Very opportunistic, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, thanks everybody. <laughs> yeah, thanks for <laughs> this listening. This has been uh, Bob's and Banthas. We love making the show, and we hope you've loved listening to it. We release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. We can also be heard on the Magic of the Mouse Radio every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. You can check out Magic of the Mouse Radio for the best Disney music and podcast 24-7 by visiting uh, wdisb.com or bobsandbanthas.com forward slash radio. That's correct. Please be sure to subscribe. We would love it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would love to know what you think about the show, and it helps other people find out about it. We're going to take a moment to thank one of our listeners. Oh, yay. Very, very kind listener. Uh, just a lot of numbers and letters. Okay. Left us a five-star review. C-3PO? It might be C-3PO. All right. Uh, it says, Disney and Star Wars with friends. I've been a Bantha tier since episode one. I love everything about this podcast. Content and discussion is fun. And the perfect level of depth, knowledge, and humor. The production quality is first rate, safe for the whole family too. Best of all, Scott and Aaron make you feel like you're hanging out with good friends in the middle of Disneyland. P.S. We need a hashtag it's cookie time t-shirt. Absolutely. Five star. That came from NBJ3177. Not C3PO. One of my favorite droids though. Okay. Fantastic. It serves a fantastic blue milk. Oh, NBJ3177. Right. Believe hails from Bespin, I believe. Oh yeah, left us Mine, a, like a mining droid that took. No, up I think milk. just like a service droid. The service droid that end up on Bespin. Yeah, I end up on Bespin. That's cool. I mean, somebody's got to serve blue milk there. Yeah, I didn't know they had blue milk on Bespin. They import it. Okay. Yeah, they upport it. I, I mean, guess. they don't have banthas on in Cloud City, right? Oh, that's crazy. You don't know that for sure. No, I've never seen a bantha in Cloud City. It's big enough. They might have like a room somewhere. Door opens up. <laughs> Man, could you imagine? I could. Imagine, imagine what happens if they they have an uh, unfortunate accident. They yeah, just it's fall where off the, the expression edge. "it's raining banthas." It's raining banthas comes, comes from. from. Yeah, that unfortunate incident. That one that one time they all fell off it's the edge. It's raining blue milk and banthas. I would rather get hit by the blue milk. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. You get hit by a bantha though. I think it's pretty quick. Thanks so much for that review. Yeah, thanks NBJ one seven seven seven. Close enough. <laughs> I really appreciate you leaving that review. Uh, we would love if you left us a five-star review. How can people do that, Scott? Oh, you can go right over in the Apple Podcast oh, app. Oh, fantastic. You can go right over in the app as you're listening to this and leave a right five-star now. review. Written reviews work even better than just a five-star review. We love to read them. We love to read them, and then we love, love to read them. them. So first, I love reading them, and, and then, then I love to read them. read them. Yeah, I love it. You can also visit us at bobsensbanthas.com. You can email us, podcast at bobsensbanthas.com. If you got a show idea or uh, a thing you want to share with us, we would love to hear from you. You can support us at Patreon, where patreon.com forward slash Bob's and Banthas, where I think this week we're putting out a humdinger of a Patreon episode where we really get down into the Dude, weeds. It's the peace de la resistance it, of Karate Kid. It it's is, like going to be like an hour and 10 minutes. If you even sort of like the Karate Kid. Or us. Or us. <laughs> You should join us over on Patreon because we get we have like a serious conversation. It's a two-parter and long. It's great. Yeah. About who is the better girlfriend for Daniel LaRusso. And Daniel LaRusso's actual age and high school grade. Oh, yeah. We like break that down. Yeah. Like get real scientific. We get real scientific. We go deep. Like. It's great. To get we his graduating it. class. That's right. 
You can wear us at tpublic.com and you can join us over on Instagram for all the fun we have. We're at Pops and Banthas. Boy, this is a long episode. Yeah. We had a lot to talk we about. We sure did. I'm glad we got that all out of the way. I feel great about it. Not evergreen content, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. They can't all be evergreen. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to do our summer wrap up. All oh, the yeah. things we didn't talk about this past summer. So much we left on the table. We're going to so be talking about we it next week. skipped over and just didn't make it into the, into the Bantha room. It will tomorrow, though. Or next week. What'd I say? Tomorrow. We it's can't to- podcast. It's tomorrow sometime. Yeah, that's true. That's right. All right. Hey, until next week, uh, he's been Aaron. Hey. I've you, been. A lot of your kids went, went back. A lot of your kids went back to school this week. I hope they had a good first week. I hope they've had a good, good couple of days at school. It's tough out there. Dragons. It's terrible. That's all I had to say, Scott. Thank you for listening. No problem. Hey, like daughter, like dad's coming back. It is. Yes. That's exciting. A little change in format, but that's okay. What's the change in format? Uh, we're not going to play games. I know those are too hard to write and keep up with. They are hard to write. So uh, I think we're going to get back to just talking, you know, me asking Kennedy some questions about growing up, her asking me questions about growing old. We're going to stick to, you know, we're just we're dialing that format down. And then we have this thing that I love that we're doing. Yeah. I, uh, I write a, I write a dubstep song oh in Apple logic and then print uh-huh. it out as sheet, sheet music. And then she plays Deborah, it on piano. She tries to play it on the piano without <laughs> ever having heard it before. That's delightful. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, and he's been Scott. I sure have beat that update. And I've been Bob's and Panthers. And so have you. Yes, you have. Thanks for listening. Well, See you next week. We're out of here. Disneyland is growing every day. Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.